Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. We're so glad to be with you. And I'm here with Rontina and Lindsay, and um, they're going to kind of put me on the hot seat today. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm excited to be here with you and with them. And so I'm just going to turn it over to you guys and take it away, Rontina. I love that we're able to do this because Lindsay and I really do, you know, off air, come to Pam with a lot of things. She's a mentor to me. She's a mentor in the women's ministry and for Lindsay too. Mm -hmm. And so lots of times I love the wisdom that I'm able to, to get from Pam and talk with Pam over the years. And it's fun to get to share that today with other Mm -hmm. women. And one of the places, Pam, that really over my career, especially before uh, getting married and having children, I had a lot of just strife and struggle with other women in the workplace. And that's Mm. happened since that too, but it was remarkable before when I was single working woman right? um, compared to now where I don't know if it's my perspective or or the world's to me that's changed that a bit, but um, just, and I know if you're listening right now, you're probably thinking, oh yeah, amen. That's happened to me too. And you know, I hate that that's happening to a lot of sisters, especially sisters in Christ. But if you Google the worldview right now, women in the workplace, Forbes, NBC. I saw one on the New York Times this morning about how women treat each other, Pam. Mm -hmm. And first off, what has been your experience through the years of just engaging with and encountering other women at work? Yeah, it's it's interesting Um, and it can get a little dicey at times, um, which is sad. Mm -hmm. But as women, I think we look at instead of being the encouragers that God intends us to be, we fall into the trap of those Forbes, New York Times, all the things, People Magazine, all the things that we see in the world and the worldview creeps into what our biblical view should be. And so when we allow that to happen, everything gets cloudy and muddy. And then we join into Maybe the meanness and the comparison, um, backbiting and Mm -hmm. the comparison, comparing each other to everyone else. And there is the problem too, Lindsay, the comparison that we make, because no matter what someone is doing, if they are being elevated, when we ought to be their cheerleader and say, yay, go for that. And, and we tend to feel like that makes us less than, or, well, why am I not enough? Why did I not get that promotion? Why is, is she, and she's not even nice to people and she's not nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, She's the, the mean girl in the office yeah. or wherever. And that seems to be, um, the level especially in the world today that gets promoted. So I think wherever we are in our lives, um, and we might want to address this later. I don't know if you want me to address this now or not, but as singles working Mm -hmm. in the workforce, we're going to encounter that because then you've got the working mom who sees that and think, well, I bet, you know, I didn't get that just because they think I can go do all that. She can work more than me or she can do different than me because I have family, which is unfair 
and not correct. And then you've got the the mom who is a stay at home mom who looks at the working mom and says the working mom has it all. And I should be a working mom as well. Can I just tell you that you are? Yes. <laughs> and that we are all working mm-hmm. in parenting wherever God mm-hmm. has put us. And some of us are. Um, I've been in all of those venues. Um, I was a stay at home mom for quite a while, but I've always worked um, in the church, whether it was um, a specific title or but many, many hours. But also um, I've worked outside the home um, before my children were born. When as soon as I turned 15 and could work back then, I started working. And so I've been in the single working world. I've been in the married working world and I've been in the mom working world. And some of the aspects of those, as far as how people treat each other, are all the same. And it's not good. And see, that's why we come to her and ask. She has all of that experience that I want to tap into. And so how do we deal with that? First, it doesn't apply to me directly right now, but I have a heart for, and so does Lindsay. She leads, you know, a young adult women's group uh, full of young single women. So what are some of the things they say and, and questions that we can take to Pam as far as how we treat each other? Well, my single um, class is actually singles, marrieds and um, divorced, as well as um, retired and mm-hmm. uh, widowed. You so have a grandmother I, too, I have right? a grand. Yes, I've yeah. got tons of grandmothers. Yay, grandma. I've got a family. I call it a family in there because <laughs> yeah. it, it ranges from um, all different aspects and journeys in our life. But I know um, even from my experience, just as what you were stating around the singles and the marrieds with kids, I a lot of them. Um, they're, they're struggling with time and Mm -hmm. how to, how much time to devote because most of them are all like single moms and they're trying to do everything themselves. And they're trying to be the mom, the dad, they get everybody to the soccer games, um, still be that proud mom and still try to do as much as they can if they were, you know, as married. Um, and it's sometimes just, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it gets so tiring for them Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting and they just come, um, just trying to fill their cup up every Sunday. And so there's those, um, times in which they just ask like, how can I do this anymore? Mm -hmm. So what would you say to a woman that feels like they have to do everything in these instances? How would you respond to them, um, and help them? I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves again, because what we see going on and we think, oh, well, if our, if I miss a kid's baseball game, let's just say baseball, basketball, whatever it is, it's going to be the end of the world, but, but it's not. Now we do need to support them as much as we can, but there are certain times that you're going to have to miss something. You don't want to miss that. And you just need to let them know that, Mm -hmm. but they will really understand more than we think, because I think as single moms, we put ourselves in the situation and even moms who have husbands who may be working or whatever, and you feel like a single mom right, sometimes right. Mm-hmm. we can't replace the father. And that's something that we try to do. We try to be too many things to too many people. The opportunity for us in that is that we look into the Bible and make sure that we're in that because he, just like he multiplies everything else, he can multiply our time. He multiplies our energy if we're connected to the energy source, which is his word and praying and asking him. And 
and allowing his identity to shine through us instead of trying so hard to strive and do what we think we need to do, because that's what the world tells us we need to do. But what is God telling us to do? And I know in Isaiah 5110, I believe it is, that, that God says, be still and know that I'm God. It literally means stop striving, stop trying to do all these, allow me through you to do those things. So our identity can't be based in all of the things that we have to do. And it's a trap that we get into. All of us do it. um, And Satan loves that we do that because then we get in the mindset of, I can never do enough. I can't do all this. I'm overwhelmed. There's no way. So the first thing to go is often our Bible reading. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I can, I'll miss a day. Sometimes I'm like, how did I even do, how did I do that? You know, kind of thing. Or if you miss a day, nobody knows. If you miss a couple of days, somebody might know. If you miss three, everybody knows. (laughs) It makes a difference. Kind of person. (laughs) Something's off. Something's not working right. Yeah. A little off kilter. Where's your, you know, how's your equilibrium today? Not good. So I would say that we rest in the identity of God and not in our own striving. Mm. That's great. And in that, when we were talking about and preparing for this podcast, one of the stories that hit me, and it's something Lindsay talked about earlier, was the comparison and for women and the story in Matthew, uh, the the parable of the vineyard. And, you know, not to completely read it to everyone, but it's Matthew 20. And it basically is an example of there's someone working in the vineyard all day. And then another worker comes along at the very end of the day and only works an hour and they get paid the same thing. Mm. And, and the story is set up. It's a story Jesus tells as, you know, that other person was upset because, Hey, I worked all day. You know, why, why are they getting paid what I got paid? And they're told mind, basically mind your business, Mm -hmm. you know, I, this is this person's blessing. This is your blessing. This is what they did. And this is what you did. And I I realized the parable is also about salvation, obviously, Mm -hmm. but we can apply it to this with women in comparing, even though it might've been shared. Um, and and you can discern that for me biblically, um, about salvation where it's somebody can wait to the last hour Mm -hmm. or somebody could have been working their whole lives, you know, for Jesus, but, but can it be applied to how we compare ourselves as women? It can be in the sense that we, we are always celebratory of someone coming to Christ. But I have also heard people who it's in the last hour mm-hmm. say he was a rotten scoundrel all his yeah. life. You mean to mm-hmm. tell me that I've been this good person? Mm-hmm. And we we discussed goodness yeah, <laughs> last right. week. So when uh, if y'all, you know, remember that about there was no good except for God. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to look at that, though, and think, well, how could they have the same thing. And we might, we will have different rewards in heaven, mm-hmm. but why would we want anybody to stay out? Cause they were a rotten, dirty scoundrel all their life mm-hmm. and then get saved on the last hour. So that is the background of the parable, but it can apply to us in our, um, jealousies mm-hmm. and in the way that we look at things and we say, Oh, that's not fair. And it's not, but the world's not fair. And I don't think God intended it's fair in God's economy. It's not fair in our economy. Yeah. The world economy, the world economy looks at it and says that is not fair. And God's economy is different 
than ours and the debts are different and he pays all those debts. So who are we to say what time the guy came into the vineyard and did the work that he shouldn't be paid the same amount? We didn't own the vineyard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't own many of the things that we complain about. And there's always differences in amounts of things and times and whatever people have, there's always going to be someone that it looks like the grass is greener on the other side and the grass is greener where you water it. So if you're watering something through God and what he's telling us to do, and I mean, we're trying to have his mindset um, and his mindset is totally different because that, and that proves it in that parable of vineyard. And so I, would like to see us more look at the backgrounds and the things that are actually happening, things that God is saying and put our time and energies and concentrate on the biblical truths Mm -hmm. and the things that help us through those things that we think aren't fair. So what, how, how would that story have been so great if all of them had just gathered around and just celebrated the fact that this guy who needed money, I'm sure, was working in the vineyard or why else would he be working there? Yes, he came at the end, but the 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 owner who the representative of God there says, whenever you come, come mm-hmm. on in. Mm-hmm. And we should celebrate other people's victories and not tear them down. That's a great point. And I, I think that's leads into back to the workplace. Like how do we foster good relationships now? So we talked about how bad things can happen. We have the worldly views, um, and, and life, um, in general, how the comparisons and so forth, but you know, you do this really well, Pam, um, mm-hmm. Rontine and I were talking about this. This is really yes. a, such a neat opportunity to share secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> How to foster good relationships <laughs> with women and b- also be able to um, share with them best practices, learnings, mm-hmm. um, and, and give them um, the opportunities to be leaders, but not like not shadow that fact, a fact of, oh, one's going to be better than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an encouragement more so than anything in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes, that's what it is. A lot of it. I think we need to see that we all have different gifts and passions and you have certain passions and Rontina has certain passions and I have them and some of them intertwine and we work together on those. But I think it comes down to really just showing other people the hope that is within us. And that's what the Bible says to do. Mm-hmm. And I think being encouraging, being grateful for what we have and sharing that with each other. And yes, we share our downtimes and we should, but we can't stay there without lifting each other up in the biblical principles. And I think that that is the key to leadership uh, with women is one, sharing what God has taught you through all of those things and not holding back. Um, A lot of us will say, we'll give partial stories or we'll, cause we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to be vulnerable enough mm-hmm. that someone sees that we might have a weakness, but in our weakness, he is strong. So if we don't show our weakness, how do they ever see his strength? So as leaders, I think we have to be willing to do that. And it's really difficult to do. I, 
Probably as a pastor's wife. I mean, I am and I'm proud of that in the sense, a biblically, biblical sense that God, grateful for that, I should say, in the sense that God has put me in that position. But when I, when people look at me differently because of that, it's kind of heartbreaking for me because I am who God made me to be. And I want to share that with you if you're willing. Mm. And I've had people say, oh, well, she's just unapproachable. And then it's like, well, have you, I've, I've never even met this person. They've never come up to me. They've never said anything. So the preconceived ideas that people have uh, sometimes can also keep us from moving forward. So as a group and as a team and a family, as I think we, we are a family that are working together to better the kingdom of God. So there are only a few people in our life that we can allow to come walk around and everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's sad, but I think we need to surround ourselves with the kind of people that we know when we come to them, they're going to give us a, the biblical perspective, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard thing because you don't, you want people to like what you have to say you know? or agree with or you agree. on whatever. Oh, and, well, yes. and people and, are so used oh, to having agreeing. Like now, they have little echo chambers yeah. of things that create that. What do you mean? It's like people can't even have a conversation exactly. because you didn't agree with them. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. this is actual like communication. I say right. something, you say something, yeah. I say something, you know, <laughs> it doesn't right. work. And I think yeah. it's yeah. true. It doesn't. And so there is no real communication unless you're agreeing with whatever the person's mm-hmm. saying anymore. Um, and I think that that's something that we have to learn that we're going to have to listen first mm-hmm. instead of present. Mm-hmm. So we're listening to a conversation. We allow them to speak, but then ask them to show us the same um, respect or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. or the same opportunity to share with them that they've just shared with us. Mm-hmm. And then on that basis, create. Um, a conversation. Um, but it's difficult. It's really difficult in this world. But I think the the key to it is the encouragement, the lifting up, the locking arms, the common goal uh, to glorify God. And then doing that together, not saying your part's more important, my part's more important, your part's more important. They all work together. And that's why God gave us different gifts and different abilities and different talents. And so wherever we are using those for the goodness of his kingdom, then I think that we have a winning team and a team that can work together and a team that can accomplish things that we can't even imagine. So I think we've come to the end of today. So let's y'all come join us next week. Yeah. I said y'all, <laughs> sorry, you all, whoever, all y'all, yeah, all of y'all come next week and we will continue this conversation. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received Him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. 
Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.